Hey guys, welcome to the show. What an amazing week in the world of football. What an amazing week of football. What more can I say? Football gives us something new, something fresh every single week. Every single week in the world of football, there's always, always going to be something to talk about, something to analyze, arguments here and there, you know, pundits making several statements, teams making moves here and there, making statements here and there. That is one of the reasons why we love the beautiful game of football. But what can I say? The week has been buzzing, you know, from the Ballon d'Or ceremony to the midweek action, even the, the preview of the weekend action has been fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And we know something new is brewing at the Theatre of Dreams, Old Trafford, home to Manchester United. You know, teams are beginning to make moves, you know, the general transfers are coming. These are many more are the talking points of football this time around. How has been your week? My week has been fantastic. And if you're listening for the very first time or you're listening right now, this is the Locker Room Podcast with Rose of Views. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast right here. It's all about the beautiful game of football. And on today's show, we'll be looking at the Ballon d'Or ceremony, the backlash and the things that happen around the Ballon d'Or and French football. We'll be looking at the midweeks action in the Premier League and also we'll be looking at the uh, big move at Manchester United. And definitely, we will be having a preview to the weekend's actions. So stay tuned. It promises to be a great time on the show. Uh, you can always, always listen to our podcast on all the podcasting platforms, majorly Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I would love you to share and um, share the episodes with your friends and also follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at LR with Rose Views. One word. Stay tuned. It promises to be a fantastic time on the show. What a week of football we've had. Um, starting today's show from the capital in France, uh, the Ballon d'Or ceremony. You know, the Ballon d'Or is usually one of the things that football fans uh, mostly look forward to. Uh, every season, every year, the football fans look forward to the Ballon d'Or because um, it is the most prestigious individual award in the world of football. Wherever you play, whatever league you play, everyone has a dream of winning the Ballon d'Or or everyone has a dream that their players uh, in their team would win uh, the Ballon d'Or trophy one day or the other. Uh, this year, 2021, it was the the 65th um, anniversary of the Ballon d'Or and uh, Lionel Messi and Alexa were crowned um, champions, so to say, on the night. But regardless of the... Um, the awards that we're giving or the awardees of the night are Lionel Messi and uh, Alexa. We're going to be looking at the perspective of the fans, what the fans expected and um, what caused or what propelled the backlash and a lot of heat that the French football 
uh, I've received over the course of the week and still going. I think it's still going to go on to probably the end of the year or what, when FIFA would have the FIFA the best um, awards. Uh, looking at it, uh, most of the football fans could not, you know, wrap their minds around why uh, Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich wasn't crowned uh, the 2021 Ballon d'Or player uh, or why the 2020 Ballon d'Or was scrapped and no tangible reason was given to the fans as a as to rather why it was uh scrapped these actions have really angered the football fans across the world as uh, a lot of people uh came out after the ballon d'or was uh, was given to messi or awarded to leonel messi and they came out with a statement that it has been robbed it's been rigged um there's a lot of politics in the game uh there's a lot of partiality so to say uh to certain players in world football Personally, I for one thought that the twenty sixty fifth edition of the Ballon d'Or would be the first time two um, Ballon d'Ors were going to be issued out the twenty twenty Ballon d'Or and the twenty twenty one. That's why I thought personally. So I thought on the day Robert Lewandowski will be winning the twenty twenty Ballon d'Or for an exceptional season that Bayern Munich had, and then Lionel Messi will be winning the twenty twenty one. Uh, Ballon d'Or for an amazing time also in the Copa America for Lionel Messi. But on the night, uh, Robert Lewandowski was given an award for the highest goal scorer, so to say. And even that in, in its own way was more or less like uh, a way of telling Lewandowski sorry for not winning uh, the Ballon d'Or last year, just take this and 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 be okay with it. It was it was more like like an incentive for, in my opinion, I I for one thing, uh, the French football should have done more than just handing him a charity award because that that is what it is. It's just an award to appease uh the fans, hoping that they wouldn't have the same level of backlash that they did, but. Football fans, we are, we are all passionate fans and uh, we always like justice uh, to reign in the world of football. Rumors that are that are coming out from, uh, you know, newspapers and journalists over the world is that um, French football is still saying that, uh, or France football is still saying that um, the 2020 uh, Ballon d'Or might still be issued out. But I, 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 I think at, at this point, everyone would know that it was as a result of the backlash that they had it wasn't even in their in their mindset to present the 2020 ballon d'or the trophy to robert lewandowski and and football in itself is cruel in that robert lewandowski might not be able to and i say might not be able to replicate those levels that he was able to attain in the 2020 season and probably let's say Kylian mbappe performs fantastic has a fantastic season in 2022 so Kylian Mbappe gets the Ballon d'Or and Robert Lewandowski would still be having uh, the memories of the 2020 season that he never had to um, see. So I think it's just unfortunate for Robert Lewandowski. Uh, the arguments of the the organizers of the Ballon d'Or was that um, during the COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic, uh, people might not be able to gather around and uh, fans might not be able to be there. The players might not be able to be there and this and that. But we live in a global world right now. The award could still have gone on and uh, Robert Lewandowski 
would have received um his ballon d'or uh uh looking at the, even the the 2020 fifa the best award robert Lewandowski won that award and the award was behind closed doors so to say Lewandowski was there i didn't i don't think much uh uh football pundits journalists coaches and all the rest were at that event but at the end of the day the most important thing was that the award was given to the right player so i think um the excuse from the french football is not good enough and the the, the 2020 award could still have been given if um uh, French football wanted to give the award. I I, I think that, that there's probably something that the the French football hasn't told um, the footballing world as a whole as to why that award was scrapped. Uh, I I think it's very very unfortunate for uh, Robert Lewandowski and everyone that are in that are in contact with um, uh, FC Bayern Munich, but. Going away from the backlash and whether it should have been Robert Lewandowski or not, uh, anyone who wins the Ballon d'Or on any day, any time is a great achievement. But having won the Ballon d'Or for the seventh time is just an amazing, amazing feat in any standard of football anywhere in the world. You know, Lionel Messi's seven-time Ballon d'Or winner is just an absolute insanity. It's just something that you only dream about, but you are not certain it's going to be a reality. But right now, it's a reality. You know, his first Ballon d'Or was in 2009. He won 2011. He won 2010 and 2012 consecutively. Cristiano Ronaldo comes win, and, and then he wins the 2013 uh, Ballon d'Or. Ronaldo wins the 2014 Ballon d'Or. Uh, Messi comes back in 2015. Ronaldo in 2016, 2017, Luka Modric in 2018, Lionel Messi in 2019, uh, 2020, as we know, uh, was uh, was scrapped, and 2021, uh, Lionel Messi is back again. What a player, what a gem of a player. Uh, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, what a fantastic, fantastic set of players that we, we have. Uh, a lot of people are saying... Well, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi should not be in, in the Ballon d'Or top list anymore, at least in the top five, that other players should be allowed to um to have their, their time to shine, so to say. But, you know, it's very difficult when you have two players that, that have dominated over the years. You know, yesterday uh, or during the week, uh, Manchester United against Arsenal, Cristiano Ronaldo scored the 800 goal of his career now how many other footballers will be able to boast of 800 goals in their career that are currently playing in europe the only other player that will be close to that figure is Lionel messi so these two players every single game every single time that they come up on the green turf is usually to break one record or the other to to give a fantastic performance so it's not going to be easy for any other player to be there in as much as they win a trophy the play in a competition they are always always going to be the top performers in those tournaments so it's always going to be difficult I, I i for one thing football should be based on whoever is playing well and if Lionel messi and cristiano ronaldo are the 
top players always playing well, then they will continue to win it. In my opinion, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the idea of the fact that oh, because uh they have been dominating the 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 world of football, so it doesn't matter. Even if they want the award, we're not gonna give it to them. We're gonna give it to someone else. Then that would be unfair and and unjust to them because football, the awards are based on your individual performance and contribution to the team. So for me. I just think that um, the the people that make the decisions, you know, the coaches, the captains, the journalists, all those people that come together to vote for who wins the Ballon d'Or at the end of the day. Because one, one thing is, in as much as we say that the Ballon d'Or was rigged and it was robbed and all that, a group of people came together to vote for these players. And if you see the, the the ratings, it wasn't necessarily close. That is the the, the space between Robert Lewandowski and Lionel Messi. So people came together to vote. So all I can say is those that vote should try as much as possible to be objective in casting their votes. It, it's no longer the problem of uh, of the organizers. But where I think the organizers messed up and missed it was the fact that they took out a year from the football calendar they took out the the 2020 year they scrapped it and uh the award was never given out so for me that is an injustice to the players that played well in that year but for the 2021 ballon d'or there were votes and certain uh group of uh individuals came together to cast their votes so the problem now is those Coaches, captains, um, journalists, and the people that are involved in the voting process should be less biased if they are, because they are the ones that are going to cast their votes eventually. And at the end of the day, we know who the winner is going to be. Also, looking at the the Ballon d'Or top ten and top twenty, the the, the rankings are uh, for me. There were some eyebrow raising um um rankings. I I I for one believe that the likes of Neymar. Kylian Mbappe should be higher up in, in the rankings. Uh, Neymar was about 13th. Uh, Kylian Mbappe about 9th. Uh, also, um, Mohamed Salah should be way up, up on the uh, uh, on the rankings. You know, Mohamed Salah right now, I think, is the best player on the planet. So, players like that should be higher up in the rankings. For me, uh, Karim Benzema shouldn't be ahead of Mohamed Salah. Irrespective of the fact that Karim Benzema is a phenomenal player right now, almost single-handedly carrying Real Madrid to to victory. Where even right now they are first on the La Liga table, and Karim Benzema is germane to their performance. But I just think uh, the likes of Mohamed Salah, Kylian Mbappe, uh, Neymar should be higher up the table than it was. So these are these and many more are the backlashes that um, the um, French football and the Ballon d'Or ceremony has um, been experiencing. What is your own take on what happened? Uh, what do you think? Do you think uh, Robert Lewandowski should still have won the 2021 Ballon d'Or? Or do you think it's Lionel Messi? Or there are even other facets of the football fans that believe that the likes of um, Jorginho should have won the uh, Ballon d'Or. What is your own take on who should have been crowned the 25th edition of the Ballon d'Or? Uh, player of the year. Going back to the league action, we are at the Theater of Dreams 
home to Manchester United, where new things are beginning to happen. Uh, Michael Carrick was in charge of his final game as the manager of Manchester United. And uh, I personally think he's done well. I think he's been able to steady the ship in a certain way. Um, they won the first game 2-0 against Villarreal in the Champions League. Um, at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea, they defended, 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 and they were able to go home with a point. Uh, unfortunate for them, I, I think um, if Wan-Bissaka hadn't uh, fouled uh, Thiago Silva, that game would have been three points to Manchester United. Well, people might see it differently. A lot of people thought um, Manchester United just defended, 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 and they respected um, Chelsea a lot. It's understandable, but I think um, given the the results that United have had, you know, against Liverpool, against Watford, the terrible, terrible, terrible uh, defensive performances, I think it was understandable on the day why Michael Carrick put forward such a system. And at the end of the day, it got got them a point. So it wasn't for me. It wasn't uh, it wasn't bad. It's just um, those systems you use to build the confidence of the players at certain times in the season, such as the one Manchester United are in right now. And uh, his final game um, this week and midweek uh, against the Gunners, Arsenal, high-flying Arsenal, if I may, if I may add, uh, what a fantastic performance from Manchester United. I think um, Fred on the day was both, both um, hero and villain. Uh, he was the villain for the first goal and he was also responsible for a lot of loose passes and um, lost possession in the early um, uh, hours of the first half. He was he was appalling in several, several areas of the pitch. But um, looking at the second half, he was just a changed person. Um, he created the assist for Bruno Fernandes to score the equaliser. It was also, you know... The, the player that was fouled by Martin Odegaard to give um, Cristiano Ronaldo his um, 801 um, goal. He was just a fantastic, fantastic player at the end of the day. But moving on from that, you know, uh, that was Michael Carrick's um, final game and what way to wrap up uh, a very short interim um, managerial um, career. Three points at the Theater of Dreams. Um, he has left it to the new uh, head coach now, Ralph Raniak. Uh, now, Ralph Raniak, uh, as we all know, had some time with Leipzig and all that. But one of the things to expect right now from a Manchester United um, you know, perspective is structure. The team needs a structure. The team needs um, some form of um, discipline. The team needs coaching. I think um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wasn't able to bring the best out of his players. Uh, some Manchester United fans argue that um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't even know um, his players in terms of their ability and he didn't know at certain games the best players to use and even the players to bring in from the bench. So I think these are the things that um, Ralph Rannick would need to sort out. And, and the idea for, for Ralph is that he might come as the interim manager until the end of the season and then eventually he might become uh, the sporting director of the of the club, and then Manchester United will go out to look for um, the rightful uh, manager for the next phase. Um, I, I I think it's a very very um, rational approach to things. I think get someone in that has uh, a system of organizing a football club because Manchester United need organizing in terms of how they play, in terms of how they recruit players, 
in terms of the recruiting process, even the amount of money paid to these players. You know, um, seventy-seven million for um Sancho. He hasn't been playing to the lofty standards that he was proposed to be playing at uh, uh, at Borussia Dortmund. But in recent times, um, he scored his first goal against Villarreal. He scored his, sec his second goal and his first Premier League goal against Chelsea. And he, he was all right in the game against um, Arsenal. But these and many more are the things that Ralph Rannick needs to attend to. And the big elephant in the room right now is the Cristiano Ronaldo saga. Um, uh, several fans are saying Cristiano Ronaldo is a problem in the team. Uh, the other sector are saying Cristiano Ronaldo has been the one saving the team. Even yesterday, um, he scored two goals for Manchester United, and I, and I think uh, that is enough for that. That was enough for them on the night to win the game. Uh, a lot of people complain that Cristiano Ronaldo isn't pressuring enough in front. Uh, the defense of the team is supposed to start from the attackers. They are not. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is not putting a lot of pressure into. Um, his man marking, his pressing of the game, his pressing of the ball. He's just looking to score tapping, score headers and penalties. But I think these are the things that um, Ralph Rannick will need to sort out. Um, should Cristiano Ronaldo play every game? Should Cristiano Ronaldo be in every match, play 90 minutes all the time? We all know that Cristiano Ronaldo likes to be in the game. Cristiano Ronaldo likes to play football. He wants to play against the big team. He wants to be... Uh, 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 on the highlights, he wants to be in everyone's uh, eyes. He wants to be on everyone's lips. So these are the things that Ralph Rannick has to find a way to sort out. In as much as Cristiano Ronaldo wants to play all the games, he's 36 right now. He cannot. His body would not allow him to play all the games. And in Premier League or in the English League, there are plenty uh, uh competitions. There are, there are a lot of competitions. There are a lot of matches to go around. Um, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Premier League itself, you know, the Champions League is also there, which Manchester United have qualified. And Cristiano Ronaldo will want to play in all these games. So he cannot play in every single game. I think how such a situation is going to be managed is one of the key uh, uh, duties of Ralph Rannick as he comes into the line. Manchester United fans, what do you think? Do you think this is a step forward? Do you think it's a step in the right direction? Uh, do you think this is where we begin to see uh, the Manchester United of old in terms of uh, winning trophies and playing high-quality football? Um, I, think, I think it's something that, that is required. Someone to give the team a structure, someone to, you know, rightly man um, the recruitment process and how things are done in the club. Manchester United, even the current team, is a team that should be able to win. Some trophies might not be the Premier League, but probably the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. If they were in the Europa League with Cristiano Ronaldo in the team, they should probably be winning the Europa League. But I don't see them winning the Premier League. I don't see them winning the Champions League as of yet. But then again, football is not a game played on paper. Football is a game played in 90 minutes on the green turf, and anything can happen. Let's see how Ralph Rannick handles um, his new job at the Teatro of Dreams at Old Trafford.
what a week of football across the league and the Premier League. We had the midweek action this week and the first uh, Merseyside derby of the season at Goodison Park where Everton and Liverpool clashed on and Liverpool were definitely stronger, four times stronger than Everton. Four goals to one on the night. Mohamed Salah with his brace, very phenomenal season for him right now. Diego Jota also and um, Henderson also added his name to the score sheet. Aston Villa against Manchester City. The defending champions were the runaway winners of the night. 2-1 against uh, Aston Villa. Uh, the first loss for Steven Gerrard after being um, the manager of Aston Villa. He's had two um, wins so far and the first loss was against the Citizens. Well, I believe that is understandable for the Steven Gerrard um, entourage and supporters. Watford against Chelsea. Chelsea is still holding on to the number one position in the league. They are the summit of the league right now, uh, rightly so. 2-1 winners on the night, and they are also being crowned the UEFA uh, team of the year. Looking at Southampton against Leicester, 2-all draw. Uh, Leicester City this season, a little bit shaky in defense. They, they are losing points that they are not supposed to lose, you know, to their uh, regular lofty standards that we that, that we've come to know. Leicester City this season are a little bit um, um, shaky in defense. Uh, Spurs are uh, two nil winners against uh, Brentford. Uh, Tottenham were fresh because uh, their game against Burnley was postponed was postponed due to the uh, weather conditions of the day. And Manchester United against Arsenal. What a fantastic game! You know, Arsenal going up with uh, with a controversial goal from um, Smith Rowe. And uh, in the second half, Manchester United were different organism entirely. Um, Bruno Fernandes equalizes for Manchester United. Cristiano Ronaldo scored the 800th goal of his career and also the 801 goal of his career, so to say. Um, what a fantastic, fantastic uh, group of action. But looking at this weekend's action, what do we have in store for this week? Uh, West Ham against Chelsea, that is going to be an absolute belt of a game. West Ham has been one of the most interesting and most improved teams uh, in the Premier League this season. They carried up from where they left last season. Fantastic, fantastic team. Uh, David Moyers will really, really be proud of his accomplishments at um, the Hammers. Uh, the next games we'll be looking at the Wolverhampton Wanderers against Liverpool. It's going to be a very, very tough game. Uh, for Wolverhampton Wanderers, it's going to be a very, very tough one. Liverpool right now are playing like a different organism entirely. The attacking trident is strong. Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and Diogo Jota. Fantastic, fantastic trio. Uh, Watford against Manchester City. That's going to be a very, very difficult game. Uh, Manchester City know how to go against um, Watford. Let's see what Watford can do on the night under new boss, Claudio Ranieri. Newcastle against Burnley. Newcastle still yet to register a win under new boss Eddie Howe. Let's see what Newcastle can come up with. They are currently bottom of the table with, uh, I think, about seven or eight points. Let's see if they can finally get all three points against uh, Shane Dykes' Burnley. Leeds United against Brentford. It will be a clash in the championship. Uh, both teams were promoted uh, at the end of last season. Uh, Brentford, true. Uh, the playoffs and uh, 
the Leeds United through automatic qualifications by winning uh, the EFA Championship last season. Manchester United against Crystal Palace. Uh, Manchester United from uh, a win against Arsenal will try as much as possible to replicate um, such um, lofty performances. And that will be Ralph Raniak's first Premier League uh, game. So Manchester United players might be looking to uh, give a very, very spirited performance on the day. Looking at um, Spurs against Norwich City. Uh, Norwich City on the... Uh, Dean Smith have been looking like a different organism, so uh, to say they've been looking different from what they were under um, Daniel Farker. Very, very fantastic team, very fantastic performances, and they've been able to get some points on the board, and gradually, gradually, they're looking up rather than down. And it's um, Aston Villa against Leicester City. Let's see what um, Steven Gerrard and... Uh, um, Brendan Rodgers can uh, come up with on the day. Looking at the, the Spanish La Liga aspect of things, um, Real Madrid were also winners in midweek. Uh, Karim Benzema, one of the best players in La Liga, if not the best player in La Liga, currently um, steering Real Madrid to what will be yet again another La Liga title for uh, Los Blancos. Uh, looking at the weekend's action, Sevilla against Villarreal. Uh, Villarreal and Una Emery in desperate and dire need for three points. Sevilla themselves have been hot and cold at certain times in the season. Their Champions League is still in the balance. They'll need to really, really dig deep to find um, a way of getting three points on the night. Um, Barcelona against Real Betis. It's always, always an interesting time when Barca play um, Betis. A fantastic, fantastic performance from both teams every single season. Uh, but right now, Barcelona off the back of their first away win of the season. What a performance of uh, during uh, on on the day. You know, uh, it was Barcelona against Villarreal at the Ceramica Stadium. Uh, Barcelona needed all three points. Villarreal also needed all three points. Uh, Memphis Depay was uh, was. Uh, very appalling in the first half, missed a lot of chances, but Barca were able to fight back. Frankie de Jong uh, with a controversial goal to set Barcelona ablaze. Um, Samuel Chukwueze with the equalizer. Memphis Depay finally getting a goal, his eighth goal of the season. And uh, Felipe Coutinho, after being subbed on, uh, played the final penalty to give Barcelona 3-1 winners of the day. Uh, the first away win of the season. What a, what a performance for Football Club Barcelona. Now, let's see if they can replicate such um, lofty standards against uh, Real Betis on the night at the Camp Nou. It's uh, Atletico Madrid against Mallorca. Uh, Real Sociedad against Real Madrid. Let's see if finally Real Madrid can register a loss or Real Madrid will still continue in their very fine uh, form. And Celta Vigo against Valencia and Rayo against Espanyol. Rayo this season have been uh, the team to watch, winning consistently at home. Very, very difficult to beat at home, the big Barca at home. So it's been a very, very fantastic team. And what a welcome back to La Liga for Radamel Falca, who has also been very, very important for Rayo Villacano. These are the actions for this weekend. What are you expecting? Uh, what do you want your teams to come up with at the end of the day? Uh, all three points, draws, what is it going to be?
it's always, always an interesting time in the world of football. And this weekend's action is not going to be an exception. And that's it for today's show. Uh, it's been an amazing time on the show so far. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to like, share the episode with your friends. Uh, you can always, always follow us on our social media platform, um, LR with Rose of Views on Instagram and Twitter, one word. Or you can check the link in the description of the episode. It has been a fun time for me um, this week and also on the show today. Let's see what our teams have to offer in the, in the weekend's action. And we'll be here same time, same place um, next week. So stay tuned, relax, enjoy the weekend and stay safe.